It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we try to do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show on YouTube and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Four weeks in, we're already over 400 subscribers. Why not get to 500 by Friday, especially if Deshaun Watson ever makes a decision, and that decision is to come to the Carolina Panthers. But either way, go to YouTube, search Lockdown Panthers, click on the blue one, not the red one. That's Florida Panthers. We're Carolina Panthers, and click the red subscribe button. I think if you're watching the show on YouTube right now, I think like right here somewhere on the screen, you can click subscribe. I don't know. Just do that. Support the show. Thank you to all of you who have, and thank you to everyone who listens to the show on Apple Podcasts, where I ask you to rate, review, and subscribe. Five stars only. Don't be a hater. And check us out on Spotify and all the other places where you listen to this show and all your favorite shows across the Lockdown Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where typically every Friday I have the weekly Friday mailbag. But considering it's 845 on a Wednesday night and you're listening to this, hopefully on Thursday before any news comes out, there will not be an episode where I answer your Friday mailbag questions because we don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to do. And I'm super annoyed. This is my favorite day of the entire year. My heels play at 430 against Marquette. That's my focus. My focus is not on Deshaun Watson, but apparently it has to be because he will not make a decision. Either way, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, or you can either at me or DM me every week for the weekly Friday mailbag. Also, leave a comment on YouTube if you want to participate that way. Buddy, I'm not happy right now. I'm visibly frustrated by this entire situation. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of talking about everything That pertains to Deshaun Watson. Just pick a team, dude. Pick a team. To recap, as you already know, the Carolina Panthers, your Carolina Panthers, my Carolina Panthers, our Carolina Panthers, met with Deshaun Watson, David Tepper, his wife Nicole, Stephen Drummond. What a glow up for that guy. Used to be a PR dude. Now he's like Tepper's right-hand man, Matt Rule. What did he really offer? And Scott Fitterer all sat down with Deshaun Watson on Monday. The New Orleans Saints did the same thing. Then the Cleveland Browns went on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Deshaun Watson traveled back home to Atlanta to talk to the Falcons. Three-fourths of the NFC South are willing to gamble everything. They're willing to give up their soul and all their picks for the next seven years. Not that's being drastic, but at least the next three or four years for the quarterback. Deshaun Watson, who is a top five quarterback in the National Football League. And I understand football-wise why the Panthers want to do this, why the Falcons want to do it, even though they already have a former MVP in Matt Ryan. I get that he's in the, he's on his last legs. And at least they have the decency to tell him, hey, Matt, we're going to try and bring back our hometown boy, Deshaun Watson. Just want to give you a heads up. Browns didn't do it. And Baker Mayfield threw a fit on Twitter saying goodbye to the city of Cleveland. And now the thought is from Diana Rossini, from Chris Mortensen, 
that the Browns want an adult in the room and they want to get rid of Baker Mayfield. Apparently, the adult in the room for the Browns is Deshaun Watson, who is facing 22 active civil suits that accuse him of sexual assault and misconduct as it pertains to his relationships with massage therapists. Does that sound like an adult in the room at all? No, it doesn't. But the Carolina Panthers want him, the Browns want him, the Falcons want him, and the Saints want him as well. And I don't think any team is as desperate to get Deshaun Watson as the Carolina Panthers are. And so we sit here still waiting. The reporting that came out on Wednesday as I'm recording now and then as you're listening to it on the Thursday edition of the show, Mike Florio came out and said, per source, Deshaun Watson is incredibly torn. In quotations, he was impressed by the presentations from all four teams. They have made it a very difficult decision for him to make a choice. There's no specific timetable for a decision. And then that was quote tweeted by Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network saying, best guesses from those around him. He'll at least take the night to think about things and regroup tomorrow. But as Pro Football Talk notes here, there is no specific timeline. Oh my God, dude, what are we doing? Deshaun, make up your mind. It's not that hard. If anything, he should be thrilled to be in a situation where he's not facing any criminal charges and that he would pick a team. Ideally, for the Panthers, Saints, Browns, and Falcons, they would have had a decision by Wednesday at 4 p.m. when the new league year started. The Falcons, from some reports I've seen, Sheena Quick, who covers the Carolina Panthers locally, she has been all over this. I had a friend who's a Browns fan who texted me Wednesday morning, like, who's Sheena Quick? It's like, how do you know who Sheena Quick is? Well, apparently she's been on Brown spaces. She was on a Falcon space. She's been one of the insiders on this. Is, is she right? I don't know. I hope for her. I hope for that she is, because that'd be really cool for someone locally to have the inside scoop and to break the story. But Watson, apparently, like an all-day meeting with Arthur Blank, who is the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, who grew to love Deshaun Watson because he grew up in Gainesville, Georgia, right outside the practice facility in Flowery Branch. He used to be a ball boy and is a hometown kid. And here's the thing. Arthur Blank needs butts in seats. Y'all been to a Falcons game? At least I've watched it on TV. Ain't nobody going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to watch this bum team. Ain't nobody trying to watch the Falcons play? No one in Atlanta. They get more people to go watch Atlanta United, and that's the MLS. And I get it. A lot of people are excited about Charlotte FC. We'll see how well they do attendance-wise on Sunday when they play the Revolution and if they, you know, don't start scoring goals and winning matches. But this ain't locked on Charlotte FC, and I honestly couldn't care less about what happens to that football team, soccer team, football, whatever. But the Falcons draw more for the soccer team than they do for the football team. I think even Georgia Tech's getting more fans at their football games, and they are not good at all than the Falcons are. Now, that's an exaggeration. But the Falcons are desperate to get them just for asses and seats. And I would imagine the Panthers feel the same way if you saw what happened last season, and you know the Niners are coming to town next year, the Steelers are coming to town next year, and you cannot trot out a Sam Darnold or uh, uh, a rookie, I guess. Not a lot of good options for the Carolina Panthers right now. So here we sit, waiting for Deshaun Watson for yet another day. And of all days, he chose it to be this day. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. When I put it out there in the universe saying, Deshaun Watson, sure, I'd love you to come to Carolina. I'm a little skeptical of all the things that you've been accused of, and I'm not quite sure morally if I want that to happen. But we do have selective morals here in our world, and we live that way in our lives. And I try to be an upstanding citizen. 
But I look at the impact that Deshaun Watson would have on my hometown of Charlotte and how the morale has been really low when it comes to the sports teams here in town. The Panthers have been really bad in the playoffs since 2017. Yeah, the Hornets have Lamelo now, but the vibes aren't good lately. Charlotte FC, that's fun. That's new. We'll be right back there feeling the same way about that team if they don't start winning. It would be great for the city morale sports-wise. Oh, nothing from Adam Schefter. Sports-wise, if we could get Deshaun Watson here in Charlotte. I understand for a lot of people, and myself included, it would make me uncomfortable. It'd make them uncomfortable to see Deshaun Watson come here with all the things that he's accused of and no end in sight for either of the 22 civil cases that he does not plan on settling and paying for. He will. He's willing to take it to court and see what happens there. There might be a suspension. I would imagine that there will be a suspension for Deshaun Watson, whether he's here in Carolina or in Cleveland, Atlanta, or New Orleans. So right now we're sitting here waiting. And I'm sick and tired of waiting. Come on. Make up your mind, Deshaun. Oh, let's take a quick pause and I guess keep talking about Deshaun Watson, the potential impact, and how annoyed I am that he's waiting for the opening day of the March Madness NCAA tournament to do this. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I can only imagine what's going through the minds of Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, David Tepper, and everyone who works in that building. If you're Matt Rule, you know that your career here in Carolina depends on Deshaun Watson coming here. Because if he doesn't come, it's either Sam Darnold, it's a rookie, either Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, depending on what they want to do with the sixth pick. I would imagine they need to trade back to get equal and right value for either one of those players since that they're not supposed to be a top 10 pick according to all the NFL draft experts. And then other than that, Andy Dalton, does that solve anything? Baker Mayfield, he's aggrieved. He wants out of Cleveland. It sounds like they're headed towards a divorce, whether the Browns get Watson or not. It would be so uniquely the Cleveland Browns. Oh, there goes my watch. Oh, oh, no, no, no. No, nothing. (laughs) It would be so Browns to piss off Baker Mayfield because they weren't upfront about it like Atlanta was with Matt Ryan, not get Deshaun Watson, and then be right back there in the quarterback carousel trying to find another quarterback. But what, But uh, Mayfield could be an option for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Ryan is not going to be an option for the Carolina Panthers. The cap number is insane, and I don't think Matt Ryan's going to come here to Carolina. 
But if you're Matt Rule, your entire job depends on this. I still feel like if Matt Rule and not really Matt Rule, the Panthers were able to convince Deshaun Watson to come here, that this is likely Matt Rule's last season. If you go back to what Benjamin Albright, who is a radio host in Denver at KOA, the big news talk station, you can probably find him all these Twitter spaces. He has a lot of good sources. He had, I think, more of a joking throwaway line. I guess have been told by a source that David Tepper is so desperate to get Watson that he even told him he could pick the next head coach. I kind of believe that in a way in terms of like if Matt Rule and the Panthers are able to, with Deshaun Watson next year, win 10 games, get to the playoffs, and then lose in the wild card round. Oh, sorry, super wild card round. I could still see him getting canned. That's not the first time I've said that. With or without Watson, if they do that, now, they do it without Watson. We'll see who the quarterback is. You know, that might be a little bit more encouraging because Watson's the top five quarterback and winning 10 games with a top five quarterback is not all that impressive. It might be based off of they've only won 10 games of the last two seasons with Matt Rule. But they don't show enough discernible progress next season outside of just making the playoffs. I could see David Tepper cutting bait, particularly if Deshaun Watson looks at the situation here in Carolina, looks at Matt Rule and is like, eh, I don't really like, love Matt Rule. And I don't really love been McAdoo and I do think about that right now as they have that conversation and we look at Carolina and I had someone ask me this morning in my DMs on Twitter at Julian Council and asking me what do I think is going to happen and I said though the only winning franchise that he's talking to are the Saints who've been in the playoffs for the last five years they had Sean Payton he's now gone Dennis Allen one of Sean Payton's top lieutenants is now the head coach. So you're going to have the same culture down there. Mickey Loomis is one of the better GMs in the NFL. And apparently their owner, Gail Benson, has signed off on it. The Saints are a winning organization. The Browns are a clown show. And the Falcons have been in disarray since they blew a 28-3 lead down there in Houston, coincidentally, against the New England Patriots back during Super Bowl 51. Never forget. The best situation for him is to go to New Orleans and I get the cap issues and Teron Armstead's apparently waiting to see what's going to happen and they can keep him and Ryan Ramchick and they can sign his boy Will Will Fuller and maybe Jarvis Landry goes down there and you have Michael Thomas there goes my watch again no that's not it and you have Michael Thomas then yeah you got to feel pretty good about that offense so not to forget about Alvin Kamara another Atlanta guy if you're Deshaun Watson so New Orleans is obviously the best location for him Carolina is a team that needs him the most. They're the team that's willing to accommodate to every desire that he could want. But there's also home. There's Atlanta. And hell, if I was him and I was from Carolina, like I'm from Charlotte, and if I was in a situation where I want to get traded, now not the legal stuff, of course, I don't want that evil. But if I was in Deshaun's shoes as a kid from the Charlotte area, I'd be all over wanting to come back home. Especially if I look at how my team in my city, have been down the last couple of years, I can see why he'd want to go back to Atlanta. And I wouldn't really begrudge him to do that at all. Now, we'd hate him because he'd be a Falcon, and I think a lot more people would then be willing to acknowledge the things that he's been accused of and be like, oh, look at the Falcons quarterback. Look that he's accused of. Gross. But if he comes to Carolina, ain't nobody going to care. And that's one of the conversations that we'll have to have at the end of this, whether he comes here to Charlotte or not. There's a lot of people in the city, as I've said, who are going to be excited. But there's also going to be some who are going to be like, that's really gross. And I was listening to WBT radio in Charlotte the other day. 
and I don't want to make this political at all, but it was funny to me. A lot of folks who called in to a conservative talk station questioning the morality of a quarterback when they had no problem with a man who held the highest office in the land and his morality. I'll just say that and get mad at me if you want. I'm not, look, I, I don't care. I, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I just think it's funny that people hold a football player in his morality in higher regards than, you know, people who hold political office. But that's just kind of how things work out in America, not to be divisive and tear us apart. But it's just kind of made me chuckle when listening to that. There are going to be folks who, who don't love this situation. And you have to think about the people who work for the Carolina Panthers. I'm interested in Nicole Tepper being in that room. And I'm wondering what she's telling her husband, David about how she feels about what he's been accused of. And they certainly know way more about the information and what Deshaun's been accused of. And they've been able to contact this lawyer and they've been able to get some sort of information. Now, interestingly enough, they've never spoken to Tony Busby, who is the attorney for the 22 women who are filing the civil lawsuits. And you would think that would be doing your due diligence. Neither of the teams who have talked to Deshaun Watson and met with him have reached out to Tony Busby. They've talked to Rusty Harden, his attorney, but they have not spoken to the opposite attorney with the defendants or the, I guess, the plaintiffs. Sorry, I'm legal jargon, really bad at this. But they're going to have to explain this PR-wise. Because I asked someone who works over there in that building on 800 South Mint Street on Wednesday, it's like, is the Panthers PR team ready for this? And it told me, not even close. Because how, how do you prepare for this? How do you prepare a statement like, hey, we got Deshaun Watson, but there's all these accusations and we don't know if or when. I mean, there's going to be a day, but we don't know when they're going to be taken care of. Could it be before the season? Could it be during the season? We don't know what's going to happen. They're going to have a PR nightmare to figure out either way. Because they get him, you got him, and eventually, what I'm sure what they're betting on is they get him, he's going to come here, he's going to win games, and people are going to be happy. That's all that really matters. Same thing happened in Pittsburgh. They, Big Ben has his, had his accusations, got suspended, came back, and won. And he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, and he's beloved in Pittsburgh. There might be jokes about Ben Brosberger. Now, jokes that aren't in good taste, but still jokes about him. If Deshaun Watson comes here and wins, people aren't going to care at all. There will be some that will be turned off by it and maybe never come back. But the NFL has proven time and time again that they know that their fan base is going to keep coming back. Whether people are upset about what happened with Ray Rice, Tyreek Hill, Colin Kaepernick, and I'm not trying to conflate either of those things to being the same. Whatever controversy that happens in the NFL, they always bet on that people are going to come back right there for their smack, for that narcotic that this country is addicted to. And here in Carolina, where we have not won since 2017 and we lost one of the most beloved figures in our franchise's history and Cam Newton saw him come back. Now he's probably gone again. We've seen Luke Keekley walk out the door and Thomas Davis and Greg Olson, Ryan Khalil, and all those players that we loved over the last decade when Ron Rivera was here. This city's desperate for someone to love again, to cling on to. And it's going to be an awkward situation that becomes Deshaun Watson. But if he doesn't come here, then what happens? Where do they go? Can they win? For me, professionally, if he comes here, they win, more of you tune in. If he doesn't come, we sit in limbo, and they probably suck next year. And less of y'all want to listen and talk about the Panthers. 
that's just how it goes. And that's where my dilemma is. I'm just trying to be honest with y'all. I speak to y'all every day. A lot of folks hit me up talking about how I helped them with the connection to the team, how I'm a part of their daily commute. So we have a relationship. So I feel at the very least, I should try to be as honest with you as I can. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit here and pass judgment when it comes to Deshaun Watson. But all that is so concerning. But is it worth the risk? Because he's such a good football player. And if he comes to Carolina, they're going to win. Will they win the Lombardi Trophy? I have my doubts because I still don't trust the owner and they don't have the right head coach very likely here in Carolina. So we'll see what happens. We will see. And I just need, I need an answer because I am just so tired of, sorry, I need a sip of water there. Hornets cup by the, by the way, go bugs. I just need to, I just need this to be over with. I'm mad that it's going to be today. If, if it is today, I hope it's Friday instead or Saturday at this point. But we need an answer, and hopefully the answer to the Carolina Panthers. If it's not, then we'll move on, and we'll see uh, We'll see what the collateral damage is after this and what the team says about their pursuit of Watson and where they go from here. As I said before, you got to kind of feel bad for Sam Darnold. The dude doesn't have anything like this attached to his name, the criminal the, – not the criminal, but the, uh, the legal stuff. And the Panthers, after one season, and rightfully so, are trying to move on. It's just got to feel weird that they're trying to move on to someone accused of those things. Same situation in Houston, even though Baker Mayfield has never been shy about his emotions and how he feels about a certain uh, situation going on, whether he was back in Oklahoma or he's been in the NFL at the Cleveland Browns. But there's been other things going on in the news with the Carolina Panthers as they add another player, coincidentally, a former Cleveland Brown. And I meant to talk about someone yesterday who I didn't get to, but I'll talk about the new additions and who they've re-signed in the last day here coming up on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I'm talking about your smartphone. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can eat from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, there is other news going on here in Carolina outside of all of us sitting here with waiting with bated breath to see if Deshaun Watson comes and saves the franchise. 
Fingers crossed. We'll see if it happens. I don't feel very good about it after seeing the reports and him spending all day in Atlanta. And that's one of the things. The other three teams, Panthers, Saints, and Browns, went to Houston. He went home to talk to the Falcons. They gave they rolled out the red carpet, probably took him through Mount Mercedes Benz Stadium. Took him, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the Atlanta staples. Like, I don't think the varsity is somewhere that he took maybe they took him over the Magic City. Okay, that's okay. Never mind. Never mind. Let's not go down that road because I'm not really trying to. I'm not, that's not meant to be a joke. So I'm just going to move on and talk about what the Panthers have done in the recent days. Okay, so I meant to bring up Deontay Foreman in that signing on Wednesday's show, but I totally forgot about it. And as soon as I was done recording, I was like, oh, we forgot to talk about Deontay Foreman, who came in last year in the seat of Derrick Henry down in Tennessee with the Titans and was awesome. Dude was out of the league. He's a former Tennessee, not a former, he's a former, well, yes, Tennessee Titans, but he's a former Houston Texan, played with Deshaun Watson within hours of being signed or agreeing to terms here in Carolina. He was like, Deshaun, come on, buddy, let's do this again in Carolina this time. He was really good for Tennessee. And you think about the Panthers wanting to be more of a downhill rushing team next year. You needed a big back like that. So many times over the last two seasons, we've seen the Carolina Panthers not be able to get short yard situations. Even when they had Cam Newton last year and they refused to use him in short yardage situations at points in time, which was always very confusing, whether it's Joe Brady or Jeff Nixon, what the hell are you doing there? They need someone, a bigger back like that. Chuba Hubbard, he's big-ish, not really. He's not going to fit the mold. Amir Abdullah, they resigned him. He didn't fit the mold. And Christian McCaffrey, he hasn't fit the mold either. Deontay Foreman can be that guy. And he can also be someone who can take away some carries from Christian McCaffrey, who the Panthers want to utilize more in the slot this season. That's not something McCaffrey is necessarily enamored by. And I'm still not a fan of taking away too many carries from McCaffrey. As long as he's still getting 20 carries per game, I'm good with that. That might be too much for you, but he's the best running back in the National Football League when healthy. I understand that Foreman was really good last year, playing in the place of one of the other best running backs in the National Football League and Derrick Henry. I don't know what the scheme there in Tennessee is. I think it's probably a little bit different than what they want to do here in Carolina. But it is still kind of downhill. And they want to have, I guess, the zone rushing scheme, which fits what Austin Corbett did in Los Angeles. Now he's going to do it here in Carolina. I like it. I like the signing. I think it's a smart signing. It's only a one-year deal. Um, not a ton of money. Let me bring up my notes here. I think it was only uh, like, um, where's he? Added, yeah, $2 million. That's absolutely nothing. So cool. Great. Glad to hear that. Also glad to hear that Brandon Zilstra, who the Panthers uh, on their Twitter account, welcome back as a uh, wide receiver and backup kicker. He's back here in Carolina. He's been in a key special teams role for the team the last couple of seasons, really carved out a niche there. And he's turned himself into a decent receiver. The only thing is he isn't even the number three wide receiver. And that was an issue for Carolina last year. It should not be an issue this upcoming season as the Panthers. Oh, there goes my watch again. No. As the Panthers decided to bring in Rashard Higgins to a one-year deal, played in Cleveland over the last couple seasons, gained a really good rapport with Baker Mayfield. He's only 27 years old, caught 24 passes for 275 yards and a touchdown last year. Wasn't really great. He caught career best, uh, 37 passes for 599 yards and four touchdowns back in a pandemic 2020 season and helped the Browns advance to the playoffs. It was really good later on that season for them, and especially with the connection he had with Baker Mayfield. 
which, hey, maybe if Baker comes to Charlotte, that might help them out. The Panthers need number three wide receiver. Losing Curtis Samuel, they never got that production back. McCaffrey not being healthy also hurt them. As I've said to y'all before, when McCaffrey's healthy, he's wide receiver 1A, and then DJ Moore's 1B in terms of the receiving options here on the roster, and that would help out Sam Darnold. Also keeping Dan Arnold and having a better offensive line, and Sam Darnold just being good at football would help them have more success last season. I like the move. I saw Joe Person gave it a C minus. I think it's probably a B move. It's it can't be a ton of money at all. You have one receiver that you can rely on. You don't know what you're gonna get from Christian next year health wise. I think just the way how this goes of injury luck that he'll get good luck next season. So you'll have him back there. I don't really trust Robbie Anderson. And a lot of it hinges upon who the quarterback is next season. I'm not ready to put Shy Smith into a role where he's an integral part of his receiving core. Same thing with Terrace Marshall. I would love to see it, but we just don't know. He had a very disappointing season last year in his rookie year. He was only a rookie. And we'll see how things pan out down the road. But Higgins has proven to be someone who can make plays for a team in the National Football League. And I go back to last season when they brought in David Moore, who had one of his best years. I think the best year of his career in Seattle with Russell Wilson in 2020. And there was a connection to Scott Fitterer, who came from Seattle, as we all know. I thought that he was going to be the punt returner and then the number three wide receiver. But he was cut in September before the season even started and never got an opportunity and didn't really catch on anywhere else last season in the NFL. I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's one of the old adages and it's, you know, it's a cliche, but you're only as good as your wide receiver number three at times in the National Football League. And the Carolina Panthers didn't have that last season after having really good options in 2020 when Teddy Bridgewater was a quarterback here. So whether it's going to be Deshaun Watson or Darnold again or a rookie or Andy Dalton or whoever the hell else is available out there, Baker Mayfield potentially, they're going to need more options on the outside that can make plays and Rashard Higgins can make plays. So overall, when you're looking at who they brought in free agency-wise, as I'm looking for my notes again, I mean, Woods, check that box. You need a starting free safety. Austin Corbett, check that box. You need a starting right guard, especially someone who played on a Rams roster that just won a Super Bowl. He's a good player. Deontay Foreman, another backup running back. I love the Chuba Hubbard draft pick. When I saw him play last year, I think I fell a little bit out of love with Chuba Hubbard even though it's only one year and it's just to the passing game aspect of it all was really disappointing that you needed Amir Abdullah to come in later on the season, to even get anything out of that. Mike Davis was so good for this team in 2020 playing in place of Christian McCaffrey who was injured for the majority of that year. Foreman. I feel really good about that, but we'll see because it was last year in Tennessee. We'll see if he's able to be that good in Carolina and Higgins, not a bad signing at all. Like bringing back Zilstra, like bringing back Marquise Haynes to be a rotational guy, along with Frankie Luva, who's probably going to start outside linebacker. Now that Hassan Reddick's gone to Philadelphia, and you'll also see Etor Grossmatos get, he's going to play defensive end. He's going to be more of a down line, but he'll be the opportunity to be a pass rusher. Maybe those three guys can get to the 11 sack total that uh, Reddick had last year, can add to that pass rush for Carolina. And Ian Thomas didn't love that deal. Jansen. He's got to lose out to Thomas Fletcher, Sean Chandler. You need depth there at safety. So, so far, outside of the Thomas move, I'm cool with everything the Panthers have done so far. And I think that Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, and co. have done a pretty good job in acquiring players, even though it really looks like Matt Rule's kind of taken a step back. And a lot of these moves seem to be made by Scott Fitterer, who should be making the moves, as I said here before. He's the guy who has 20-plus years 
of experience in the National Football League, not Matt Rule, not David Tepper. That should be the guy who's building this roster. It would also be nice if we had Brandon Bean. <laughs> Do you all see what the Bills did? I put this out on Twitter. I cannot believe we let Brandon Bean get out of the building. I understand the context of he left months before Jerry Richardson decided to <laughs> fire Dave Gettleman a week before training camp down in Spartanburg because he had bad bedside manner and how things had fractured a year prior where they rescinded a franchise tag from Josh Dorman. And that might actually end up being the right decision based off of how he played when he went to Washington to play with the then named Redskins and how his career has gone since then. Since once he left Carolina, he was not that great of a player. And I still, I love Josh Norman. Don't get me wrong. Maybe Dave made the right decision. And that was the problem. Dave made a lot of good decisions in terms of like contracts, not wanting to pay some of these uh, franchise, you know, greats and household names and Carolinas people have fallen in love with. But the way he went about it in a New York manner didn't work out. And we also saw in New York that he was a really bad GM. And you have to think about who was working with him here in Carolina. Brandon Bean, who's gone on and done a lot of great things. And Joe Shane, who's now the Giants general manager, replacing David Dave Gettleman. Bean had to have got, done a lot here in Carolina. I don't think he got enough credit for what he did during those years of the Panthers won three straight division titles and went to the playoffs four out of five or three out of four seasons. What was it? No, four out of five seasons um, from 14, 15, 16. Well, they make it 16. It was 13, 14, 15 out and 16 and been in 17. The last playoff appearance. He's doing a really good job in Buffalo. He's built a beast there. They signed Von, Von Miller to a six year, $120 million deal. No, not all. He's not gonna get all that money. He's 32 years old. It's really three years, like $52 million, something like that, which is great for Buffalo. They're trying to kick the door down and win the Super Bowl. And it's frustrating for someone who lives here in Charlotte, knowing all the Buffalo people who are around. And shout out to Joe Marino, the host of Locked on Bills, who's one of those Bills fans who's relocated to the Charlotte area and called Charlotte home. It's It sucks to see the folks who frequent Lebowski's and Tavern on the Tracks and uh, JJ's Red Hots get to celebrate wins on Sunday and have a general manager who is homegrown here in Charlotte, who's now residing in Buffalo and building a really good organization. We should have him here. I don't know about Sean McDermott. That would be great to have Sean McDermott here, but it's not like Ron Rivera was going to get fired. We didn't foresee that happening when he became the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Man, I would love to have Brandon Bean here in Carolina. I'd love to have Deshaun Watson here, even though it does make me uncomfortable. But I do want to see this team win, and it's just a moral dilemma that I'm going through. I'm sure a lot of y'all are also going through, and hopefully we'll have an answer here later today. If not, I mean, tomorrow, just come on, dude. Make Make a decision, Deshaun. So that's going to wrap it up for me here on this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julie Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. I think you can click right there. Go ahead, click it. Um, maybe I'm pointing at it. I don't know. Also, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and all the other places where you listen to this show and all your favorite podcasts here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Except for probably tomorrow, I won't do that because Deshaun Watson should hopefully come to a decision. If he does, that will be Friday's episode. So next week, but still, still sitting questions now because I'll get to them next week. If I can't get to them this week, and if I don't get to them this week, I don't really know what's going to happen. So if he doesn't make a decision, then I'm going to need some questions so I can do the episode, even though I'm sure I can uh, BS my way through it, as I tend to do every single day when talking to y'all here on the show. In the meantime, Go watch some basketball. The tournament's here. Don't bet too much money, but if you're going to, betonline.net. All right, y'all. Keep pounding. Talk to you on Friday. 
or whenever Deshaun decides that he's going to be a Panther, Falcon, Brown, or New Orleans Saint. (sighs) Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.